Hey, I'm sex, love, and relationship therapist, Dr. Laura Berman, and for the last 30 years, I've been helping people learn to love and be loved better. Welcome to the Language of Love Sessions. This is where I get to work with you one-on-one, on air. You, my listeners, my goal in these sessions is to empower you to enjoy better relationships, both with others and with yourself, and to help you embrace how precious and sacred your body, your love life, and your sexuality really is. It's time we all become fluent in the language of love. So this is a special language of love session, because you know these episodes or when my peeps, my listeners, my friends on social media get to come on and talk one-on-one with me about issues that are affecting their own lives, get some one-on-one advice, because you know what I'm always telling you, that whatever your question or issue is, there are millions of other people that are struggling with the same issue. But this language of love little session is quite special because this isn't just any friend or listener or follower that we have here. We have my college roommate, Dana Lathrop. Say hi, Dana. You want me to say hi? (laughs) Hi. Hi. (laughs) So Dana and I have been besties for what? How many years is it now since we grew up? 1986. Do the math. 1986. Yeah. Freshman year, first week of school. She even wrote a song about it to the tune of what was it to what song? I'll um, tell you the words. You ready, guys? No, I, I, yeah, it's uh, the semester. I met her drunk on the street. She was drunk and wasted and stuff like that. And she couldn't even sleep. Speak. A horse with no name. Horse with no name. Her name is Laura and she comes from Georgia. When she I'm gets sorry, drunk, she is a freak, right? Something like and that. And she gets drunk, she, yeah, I can't remember, but anyway, yes. You can see that I drank a lot, especially. <laughs> we all did. And so we met on campus and she probably saved me from being date raped or something worse because in my irresponsible, <laughs> clueless 18-year-old, finally away from home state of being, I was completely wasted I'd gone to this party with my brand new roommates who I could barely relate to, but you know how it happens. You're a freshman year. You just kind of hang out with whoever you're with at first. Right. I lose them. Do you even really know if you were actually with them first? I don't even know. think you knew who you were with. (laughs) No, I did it first. Oh, okay. Okay. Party. And then I got wasted and then I wanted to go home and they had blown me off or I'd lost them. I don't know which. And I decided I could find my dorm room because I, I I figured I knew where it was and I got completely lost. And I was ra- ambling through the streets of Burlington, Vermont, wasted off my geezer, unable, didn't know where I was going. And here comes Dana. With- I found you on uh, on campus. You were, you were you had, on campus. You had made it to campus, but you were like. <laughs> Just like walking around. I'm funny. I'm laughing about it now. And I said, because (laughs) anyone could have done anything to me. And I was lucky enough to come across Dana's path, who then said was very sweet because, you know, a lot of people wouldn't stop, especially 18 year old wasted kids. And she stopped and said, are you okay? What do you you know? And I'm like, I'm trying to find Simpson Hall. 
That's when I decided that I like you. I'm like, oh, this girl can party. We're going to be friends. <laughs> <laughs> no, but then we didn't like each other, remember? I do. You and didn't then, like me, and I didn't know it. And then no, I don't know about the that. second part two to the story. Yes. Because I was drunk again. And I was talking to you and I thought we had, you know, I remembered vaguely the conversation, but I was just being myself. But evidently I changed your opinion of me without even knowing you had a negative opinion of me to start. I changed your opinion during that. No, time. you're actually telling it backwards. I'm oh, sorry I'm to, telling it backwards? to make you look like an ass on your own show, but um, <laughs> backwards. so what happened was you were really, there was a Sigma new party. And you were really nice to me the next day. And I was like, why is she being so nice to me? I thought she didn't like me. Right. And you were like, don't you remember? We spoke for like two hours at the Sigma Nu party. And I was so drunk that I was blackout drunk. I was like, sorry, I never saw you there. (laughs) I guess I was nice. We became friends anyway, which is interesting because I don't ever remember thinking negatively towards you, but you, I guess. No, I don't either. I just, I don't remember like, specifically i just thought we didn't like connect or click i, I don't know you know it was 35, 35 years, years, ago. years later i have no idea yeah. <laughs> one of my nearest and dearest right through everything with me and we've watched each other grow up and we've been we're still growing up and uh we've been that's true and we still talk all the time we send each other posts and this is i promise there's a purpose to this session guys <laughs> <laughs> so we send each other posts that we memes, whatever. And then we sometimes send each other things that trigger us. And you, Dana, sent me a post from someone you kind of knew, or maybe it wasn't even someone you knew, but they were, it was a screenshot of an exchange with a client or somebody they worked with who was praising their work. And it led to this larger conversation. The reason you sent it to me is because you were questioning why you were being triggered by it. And I said, Mm -hmm. yeah, you know, it's interesting that you're judging this because I post things like that all the time when people send me a message and it like lights my heart up and I want to, and there's honestly two purposes because let's just face social media. This is how it works, right? So on the one hand, I'm in this major place of feeling totally touched and inspired that I've helped someone. And so I'm like, look, I've been so touched by this. Thank you for sharing this. And then there's also that hat that's like, hey, the language of love really makes a difference in your life. Look, it made a difference in this person's life or something like that. So there is a there's a dual agenda. there. One is inspired by authentic. I'm really touched by this and proud. I'm proud. And I'm happy to, you know, I'm excited to share with you guys the thing I'm proud about. And then there's also that part of me that's like, and you should watch language you know there's that too in there if i'm being honest right because i'm always but you always when i post those things i almost always get a dm from you being like oh that's so beautiful i'm so proud i feel that way yeah so that's okay yeah you're so cool with me doing that and that someone else you're not okay with that the larger discussion was Because what it led to between you and I and what I wanted to share, because this is where millions of people can relate to what we're saying, is this difference between being humble. Like, what is the line between being humble? Because you kept saying it's not humble. People who aren't humble really gross me out. And I said, well, why? Like, why isn't humility 
Like, is there such a thing as humility? Because like, it's one thing to say, and I do believe I'm humble in this way, like whatever powers I have or whatever help I'm giving, I definitely feel I'm humble in the state that I'm a vehicle for that, right? Like I'm the deliverer of that. Mm -hmm. But I'm also very proud and confident in the work I do, right? right? So it's both. And in some cases, I feel like humility is something that's so propagated and promoted in our society. And we're so quick to accuse people of being narcissists or, or self-aggrandizing or whatever, that there's this pressure toward humility. I'm very humble, but like it's false humility. <laughs> it's like, what is humility except pretending that you're not proud of something that you're really proud of so that nobody calls you cocky, right? To a large well, extent, obviously there's that base humility that I was talking about, but back to the post now. So what's the difference between me posting it and someone else posting it? I, and this is me being judgy, I guess, but I think that you're doing like some serious, like really good work. You're really helping people. I mean, the sexuality, of course, it's improving people's sex lives and all that, and you know, opening people's eyes, but the grief, like that just gets me in a place where you're helping these women. I mean, listen, I can see the comments they write. You know, when people comment on your posts about grief, I could see that you're helping them. And so I guess it's the, the quality of the work that you're doing and how it's really, really helping people. And that, that's the difference that I see when someone's posting just like, look at me and look how great I am. You know, look at this client wrote me this letter and there was some, you know, I can't even think of the example, but it's you, not such a great but thing. Only because you don't necessarily buy in. Because like, let's just take three people on social media who you don't know. Okay. Okay. And one of them wasn't your college roommate who, you know, whatever, maybe to whatever extent they were, you could see the quality of their work or not. Cause in social media, you often can't see the quality of someone's work. Right. And they're posting, look at this amazing client letter I got, or look at this amazing feedback I got, or look at this award I just got. There's a judgment there and you're not alone, which is why I wanted to talk about it. Yes, there is a judgment there because if you're so fabulous, people are going to find out about it on their own. You don't have to be your own cheerleader, but it's so not a black and white thing. I mean, your own cheerleader, like what is it? This is really curious about you in particular, because I know I wouldn't say your family was your family was definitely not braggadocious at all, but they weren't very like. Don't be humble. No, no, no. I actually learned that. I learned the humility more from my ex-husband. He was very humble. Yeah. But then again, I mean. But he's very humble in his, this is, the, he, he's, I mean, I love him and I don't have it. I had a great conversation with him at your daughter's graduation. I hadn't seen him in, I don't know, a long time. Yeah. 20 years. But yeah, I have no ill will toward him, but he's a great example because he is not humble inside him. I mean, he's very proud of no yes he's very very confident a lot of really strong opinions about how things should be he's not you know yes yes a lot of really successful people too this isn't a trash in your ex-husband because like i said i don't need Uh that but i would by no means call ever characterize him as a human being inside himself who is humble which to me by the way is fine because i don't judge people who aren't humble but so that's not a judgment on my part but 
in his expression to other people, he presents as humble. So is that true humility? Yeah, I don't I don't know what's true humility. I don't know, right? It's I mean, I mean, I have to say here, like I I have an art account, right? Because I make art. Yeah. And so I share that. Am I not being humble? I don't I want to, you know, I sell my art. So that's a way for me to show people what I can do. And so what if you put on there like a customer letter you got that if someone's saying, Oh my god, my wife died when I gave her this, I'll never yeah, I wouldn't face. I wouldn't you wouldn't do that? Mm-hmm. Why? See, I think you have an aversion of some sort. This isn't normal. Like the humility thing is so, because you do, I know for a fact that not only are you an amazing artist, but you know, you're an amazing artist and you're very proud of your art. And yes, I am. But so why do I need to? Why not? I post my art. I mean, that's enough. I don't have to. I don't know. I just, I don't feel comfortable doing that. That's right. You don't feel comfortable, so it makes other people feel, it makes you uncomfortable when other people do it. Perhaps. I do think it's relevant because you're not comfortable. When we're not comfortable tooting our own horn or really being in the light, and I know you, I mean, I see you doing it in your private life, but I I know in your public life you don't. And I won't put you on the spot, but having known you and your family intimately as long as your family of origin, as well as the family you built, I have some theories as to why you aren't comfortable stepping into the light, which by the way, 80% of people are uncomfortable with that. So you're certainly not alone there. But if you are really uncomfortable shining light on your own light, and you're going to not like it and feel like, who the hell are you to shine a light on yourself? I'm not going to do that. I'm too uncomfortable doing that. Yeah. I mean, that sounds, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, I just, I don't know. I can't, whether I think I'm amazing, talented or not, like I don't feel the need to put that online. You want to sell your art. Yes, I do. That's why I post my art. Yeah. But only, but, but let's say some, yeah. So hopefully someone who in an artist perspective like that's more straightforward because someone can just literally see your work right see and then they can create their own opinion yeah she can create her own opinion and and she can like it or what do you imagine if you were uncomfortable this is just a thought experiment because i know it wouldn't even occur to you to do it but if i were to challenge you to say and say to you okay i want you your challenge is that you have to post something this week on social media, some feedback that you've gotten from someone about how amazing your work is. You would immediately feel uncomfortable with that. I wouldn't do it. You just wouldn't. Do it. <laughs> I just wouldn't. <laughs> but listen, if I want, if I want some award or something, I, mean, I don't enter any contest. But if, like, I, I guess if I won some award, I got some recognition. I might say, "Oh my God!" Like you know, I'm so proud of myself. I might do that. You might, if you want an award. Yeah, yeah if I want like an award, maybe you know, I'm trying to think, but I wouldn't, I've gotten, you know, little nice notes from people. So what makes it, what feels uncomfortable about it? Because the only reason I'm probing you on this is because okay. that's what's underneath your judgment of other people. Right. Well, I don't want to be a hypocrite because <laughs> I always say, why is this person posting this? And what are they, you know, what's right. this need? What, so what's the true. need? It's more like here. I just remember, what is this need for adoration? What is this need that people have for this? Like, oh, you're so awesome. You're amazing. Yeah. You know, they, they, well, they you are abnormal that. and not having that need. And I think, hold on. No, I think we all have the need. Actually, let me say that. I, who doesn't like to hear they're fabulous? Yeah. I like it. 
Right. But I don't like, I feel like these people are like on a mission, like trying to get it, like clawing for it. And I I don't understand that. Welcome to social media. I agree with you there. The entire social media structure. I mean, I was even getting triggered last night. I was looking through YouTube for something. And then of course I went down the rabbit hole and I started seeing all of the millions of people posting and all their views. And I'm like, why? Like, how do you even get heard above the noise? Right. And and I and what, what makes them think people care what they have to say? That's the other thing. Like, well, people do. I mean, I think the hope yeah. is that you're finding your own little tribe, right? It's yeah, not really yes. everyone in the world unless you're freaking JLo or someone. But most people are just trying to find their tribe of people who will cheer them on and buy their widgets and, you know, be inspired by what they're offering. And then when you try to monetize it, which let's just face it, most people <laughs> on social media are doing, right. then it becomes a competition to rise above the noise. And then that's when people start trying to get attention. I mean, that's how I see it. But I also think it's a microcosm of how society is working. And that as a society, we are all about the clickbait. Right, right. It's true. I mean, you know, I used to write a blog. Yes. And, and that was a big deal for me because I'm like, who cares what I have to say? <laughs> was like, I loved your blog. I know. My people told me they loved it. It was great. But it was all my friends, you know, with, yeah. well, it was private for a very long time. Well, that's why it was only your friends. If you had right. if you made and it public I, and promoted Well, I did make it public, but then I stopped doing it. <laughs> yeah. I was always like fascinated by that part of it. Like, why does anybody care what I have to say? I'm not a, yeah. I'm not an expert in anything. I'm just a wise, cracking, opinionated <laughs> suburban housemate. Expert so. in that, like you're an expert in living and in life, and you do have it. You share a lot of wisdom with me. A lot, right? Of no, no, yeah. I'm not. I'm not saying I'm a total idiot. I'm just saying it's not like <laughs> I, you know. <laughs> I think it's an interesting question because I do think we are living in a world that has epidemic proportions of false humility. That we Mm. are. And I would rather someone say, I am so fucking proud of myself, or I want the whole world to know that this happened, or I'm just feeling really good about myself. So I want to put it out into the world. I'd rather them just call that than be like, oh, I'm, I would never announce that because I'm too humble. Bullshit. You're not announcing it. It was an invitation of me. No. No, I know, Kim. No, I mean, when you put it like that, it's like harmless. Yeah, when you put it like that, it's harmless. Yeah, but no, I'm. I mean, in general, this wasn't a caricature of you. I think you are speaking for millions. I even posted a video about self love. That was fascinating too. I posted a video. This was a while ago about self love, and I was talking about like really the difference between. Oh no, this was in a Lewis Howes interview I did. And he posted the clip of me saying there's a big difference between self-love and self-esteem because self-esteem, you love yourself because, you know, I'm a good person. I'm I'm a good friend. I'm a good daughter. I'm great at sports. I'm a great writer, whatever it is. Right. And those, mm-hmm. you know, find reasons to love yourself. That's more self-esteem. That's not really self-love. Like right. self-love is recognizing that you are 
worthy and due to receive all the love in the universe and are so worthy of love simply because you are a fucking miracle that you exist in the first place. Like simply because you exist, you don't have to do anything, be anything other than your full authentic self. And boy, did people react to that. Oh my gosh. They're like, it's the definition of narcissism. And to me, that sounds selfish and the absence of humility. And I was like, wow, you guys need some fucking self-love. As most of you know, for the past several years, I've been on a pretty intense grief journey and it's been a path of healing. I've shared lots of that healing with you and lots of the healing resources that I found. And I am so thrilled to announce that I am doing my first ever retreat for grieving mamas. So if you or someone you love is a mama who has lost a child in any way, at any stage, at any age, I would love for you to come join me at 1440 Multiversity in the Redwoods near Santa Cruz, California for four amazing days of beautiful, uplifting community and healing. We've got David Kessler. We've got Paul Selig. We've got Catherine Woodward Thomas. We've got me. We've got body work. We've got organic food, beautiful rooms. Go to 1440.org. Check it out. It's right there on the homepage. I really hope you can join us. And to me, that is epidemic. So when you started having that conversation with me, I was like, okay, we have to talk about this because you are not alone in being grossed out <laughs> by being grossed out by people like tooting their own horn, which I am like, toot your own horn out the window, like celebrate yourself, first of all. But second of all, that you kind of would prefer, and you're not alone, you would prefer, I think I'm the minority. Right. I think most people would prefer false humility than authentic pride. Uh, yeah, I agree. I agree with you. Whatever. Pride, it's evil. I don't know. But like, right. I think we should all think, be fucking proud of what we've done. Right. So I can only speak for myself, but I am proud of what I've done and what I create and what I do. I'm very proud. And I do think it's good. Yeah. You know, I, know I don't need to, but I don't need to brag about it and you're i know what you're saying keep going back like you're saying that bragging isn't necessarily you know the opposite of humility yeah so and also this is interesting too and i think it has to do with like one of your wounds putting on the spot again only because you are one of millions so i'm just using you as an example okay but there's a grossed outness with people as being like needing or wanting that affirmation where I just find compassion for that. Like what I feel is not grossed out with that. I feel compassion. Cause like we yeah. both know some people from our mutual friends and community and whatever oh, yeah. who we see posting things. And it is obvious from what they're posting that they're longing for want. This isn't like a celebration of like, woohoo, I'm so excited. I want to share this with you. This is more, you can tell in the tone that they're like wanting the world to tell them they're beautiful or right. they're right. not. And you know, it's sometimes you can tell there is a difference and I don't think it's so subtle, but no. that, right. That, as you say, you know, use the expression gross me out. One grosses me out and the other one doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't it, gross it, me out. I think God, poor, like she really needs. Well, I know you feel, right. You feel sorry for the person and I, right. And I you just get Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I do. 
but I'm judging myself as well. So. Right, which is so yeah. weird because to me, you are not a judgmental person. You are like, oh, yes, I am. Mind, <laughs> yes, hilarious. I am. but there are certain things like this, which is why they stand out to me that you get judgy about. Right. Right. Anytime we judge someone, right. That's like, you spot it, you got it. Anytime we point the finger of blame, it's because there's a part of it inside ourselves that judges it. Right. So for whatever reason you adopted, maybe it was from your ex. I feel like it was earlier than that. You adopted this yeah, it was earlier. story that two stories, which once again, millions of other people share that if I step into the light, I'll either be, I could guess, but I couldn't possibly say which one of it, it was for you, but I'll either be humiliated or rejected or abandoned or rejected uh-huh. if I step into the light. So either people say, who do you think you are? Or they humiliate me or they laugh at me. Or I've even known people who have given a book report or read a paper and their parents were hypercritical after that. And they never wanted to speak in public again and were too humiliated. And now every time they see someone stepping into public speaking, they get all triggered. I'm not saying this is right. your story. I'm just using No, that's not my story, but yeah. But mm-hmm. I do think that when you're raised in an environment where it's not safe or encouraged to kind of be wave your freak flag and be your full authentic self and then maybe marry someone who let's I'll say it, you wouldn't. He could be a little repressive. So mm-hmm. I think maybe that's where the judgment comes from. Yeah, it sounds right. I mean, my, I didn't come from a family who was like. You're awesome. You're great. Like we didn't. Oh, they were just like cut the shit. <laughs> yes, no, it was. It was like cut the crap. Like that it was yeah. like that. Definitely. Who do you think you are? Um, well, some of the some of the family members, yes, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean, it comes from somewhere. Everything comes from somewhere. But I don't know. I mean, it's an interesting question, and I guess my question to you guys, based on this, because I don't know if you've thought about this or not. I certainly have been thinking about it since our conversation. Is is humility that important? Do you think maybe that promoting and creating humility as a like society value? Obviously, we don't want to. The opposite of humility might be pride, right? And in the Bible and in most people's religious training, you know, pride is a sin, right? Because, <laughs> and so I, I think that's kind of inherent in the whole culture, right? That we see pride as something negative and it can be, right? If it's blind pride or selfish pride or pride at the expense of someone else's. So you're really proud of yourself and you can only be proud of yourself if you're doing better than other people, right? Mm-hmm. Or you in comparison to other people like that's not the kind of pride I'm talking about. But if you've if you're really proud of yourself for something you've overcome or something you've gotten through or something, some beautiful gift that you have or some wonderful expression you've found to express that gift, I say fucking excuse my curse. It's a bad influence, Dana. But uh, <laughs> Thank well, you. she hasn't cursed the whole podcast. <laughs> that's true. But it's actually to me, the sin is not allowing yourself to really claim your gifts and the things you're proud of, right? That's different than trying to make other people feel small. So, yeah, I mean, right. There's, it's not like malicious. It's yeah. not, I mean, it, there's so many different ways to look at it. It's, I didn't realize how complex it was. <laughs> you, didn't, you know what I mean? 
It's like I really want to talk about this, Dana, this thing, because I do think that there's and I know from our, you know, I know that you're proud of yourself and that you're proud of the gifts you have. And I know you're comfortable expressing them out loud and that you like kudos. But I do think this judgment piece around other people celebrating their gifts, like I guess my challenge to you and to all of us, this isn't just to you, is that the next time you're seeing something and you go to judge it, ask yourself, is this my judgment of myself that I'm projecting onto this person or is this deserved in some way? Is their pride coming from a place that is authentic, like they're really proud of something? Or maybe they're also just trying to be heard above the noise. And I can't blame them for that because it's such a freaking noisy place, right? Yeah. Or are they trying to make other people feel bad about themselves by aggrandizing themselves, right? And that would be the kind of yeah, but I mean we'll never lack of we'll never really know the reasons. But you know, as you're saying this, I mean it's definitely a possibility that I'm jealous on some level yeah. that they have the I don't know the balls. I don't know what else to do it. The balls. And and, and, right. And I don't that they have, they don't have the self judgment. And I have the self judgment. So maybe I'm on some level like angry about that. Yeah. Yeah. But also another part of it is so self aware. The other part of it. Well, thank you. The other part of it is that I'm being honest. Sometimes I'm like, that's what you're bragging about. That's not so great. If I'm going to brag about something, it's going to be fabulous. Well, I mean, look, maybe they don't have much to brag about. And so this well, that's is even sadder to me, but that's like sadder to me, you know? Yeah, that's sad, but that's not contempt worthy. For you, it might not be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, definitely that's, you know, that is definitely part of it that I'm at least aware of. I'm like, this is what you're bragging about. This is not even like that fabulous. Right. So, but so maybe there's a part of you that resents that too, that like, why the hell could someone feel so confident in this like bullshit little thing they just did and then post about I, it? Yeah. I don't think that they're confident in that. I think that they're so insecure. We didn't get there yet that they need to post that. Ah, so they're fake. So, yeah, so. so that would be in the category of those aggrandizing themselves because they feel really bad about themselves. There are those that are, I mean, I guess everybody who themselves probably to some extent feels like they have to, right? Or they want to, or they need to. But like I said, there are those that are aggrandizing themselves at the expense of others and feel that grandness at the expense of others. Those I am not happy about, right? Don't really feel good about. But the rest, the ones that do it because they're just trying to find something to be proud of or because they really are proud. I have compassion. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that I think they are really proud of. Yeah, I think sometimes they're very proud. And we haven't even talked about what if they're just plain old narcissists like there are those too. Yeah. It's, thinks their shit don't sink all around and they. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those don't, I'm so used to those. I have a very interesting take, I think, different than the social norm these days. There's such a norm of bashing narcissists, which let's just face it, toxic narcissists deserve. They've done a lot of damage and they have done a lot of manipulation and they've used their powers for evil, not good 
at many people's expense. But then there is this whole, I would say that's more honestly the exception than the rule with narcissists having been raised and surrounded by narcissists <laughs> my life. You only I, had one. You only had one narcissist. <laughs> no, I know, but I've had, no, my ex was one. I have dated many. One of my kids, I've been around a lot of narcissistic men. I don't uh, think your ex is one, yeah. but that's for another. Yeah, yeah. that's another conversation. But. Yeah. What I have learned is that there's a continuum of narcissism, first of all, that all of us are on that continuum to differing degrees and in different areas of our life. And one of the things that I've had to do in order to really confront the narcissist in my life is acknowledge the narcissist in me at times, the one who can't take constructive criticism at times without getting really offended or the one who I just had a narcissistic moment with my friend's daughter the other day, and I couldn't figure out why I was so triggered by her. I got so triggered because she wants to be a therapist and Uh she just started graduate school and I was having lunch with her and her mother, just a social thing. But I, I started like talking to her about, we were talking about Uh future plans and I gave her Uh some opinions as you know, I'm want to do. And she challenged me and was really belittling and rude. And normally, yeah, I would be insulted or slightly offended, but I wouldn't be triggered. And I was like, pissed. I was pissed. And I was like, okay, this is not normal. Why am I pissed at this? And I couldn't stop thinking about it. And then later, I was like, I should have said, you know, I was like, all all that stuff to myself. (laughs) And finally, I realized, I was like, oh, this was a narcy moment. Because what was really happening, if I'm honest with myself, and I didn't even realize this consciously at all at the time, is that I was setting her up to give me some narcy love, right? Like in my state, in my uh-huh. mind, I was thinking, oh, I am this very successful, very established therapist who is deigning to give you the peon just starting in her career some right. very valuable advice. And you are going to not only receive that advice with grace, you are going to be so grateful that you get to have Dr. Laura Berman's advice. Right. And when she rejected it, I was like furious inside myself. And so I realized, I was like, oh, look at you with your little narcy self. You weren't right. given advice from an authentic place of wanting to help. There was, I mean, there was that too, of course, right, 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 consciously right. doing, but right. unconsciously I wanted to be the grandiose, fabulous therapist offering very appreciated wisdom to her underling. And she's not my right. underling, right? So there's an example of a nursing moment of ways that we get are all narcissists to a certain extent. Yeah, I mean, we all have that part in us, right? Yeah, that was a side fact, but I think it's important because we're so watching narcissists and saying they're evil. And meanwhile, narcissists are inside you. So once again, we're back to judging what we can't be with in ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) Bottom line here, it sounds like, is that I'm somehow angry and jealous of these people who get to who have no issues celebrating. Some of them have no rights to celebrate themselves. Right. Like who, who, like who, was there some, you know, princess or wizard that 
yeah. deemed you, you know, with their wand, like go post and feel good about yourself. Well, that's, why, that's my job. Why hasn't that wizard come visit me? Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, it can be you. I know. I'm joking. I, know. I think you should do it. I want you to post one braggadocious post this nope. week and send it to me. Nope. Come I'll on. Send you, I'll send you a braggadocious text just to okay. you. Okay. All right. And then I'll post right. it. <laughs> I'm just no. I'll kill you. Okay. Um, all right dana i love you thank you for, for you playing with me and if you thank guys you for inviting me. i think it's an important topic especially in today's world and if you guys we didn't even get into this because i didn't have a chance to really promote this before i got on the line with dana but she does know me pretty well so if you have any questions about who was dr laura berman and oh, her gosh. late teen years and early <laughs> 20s <laughs> Oh, boy. Dana could shed some light, I'm sure. Oh, I certainly could. So let us know if you have any questions on that, on this topic of humility. Weigh in here because obviously we feel differently about it. But I think it's a really important topic in today's world of clickbaiting and seeking likes and everything else. And uh, if you have a question or concern you want to talk about, I'm always here for you, helping you learn to love and be loved better. 